Uh, we're talking about social media today, among other things. We've got uh, Greg McDaniel, the Junior Grandmasters, back from the dead. As we record this, he is um, he is back in the saddle. It's our first episode of the new year. He's coming off of a little physical bug, and so he's not quite his uh, his boisterous self. But I'm sure we'll get him worked up as we uh, get into the episode. So first of all. Greg, how was your uh, happy Kwanzaa? I know, I know your Ooh, family yes. is a very big Kwanzaa celebrators uh, over there. In the <laughs> yes, we Bay sure area. are. That's, that's our right. that's our go to uh, thing every year. Is I figured. Kwanzaa. I figured. Kwanzaa. Um, yeah. But uh, no, dude, it's uh, January 2020. You know, we're first show of 2020. Uh, we got some amazing things that are going to take place this year. Very exciting stuff. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. And I and I think our, our topic today talking about can you hire a company to grow your social media presence or do you have to do it yourself? And I know that we're probably going to go to battle Royale and I will, you know, defeat you in glorious, glorious blazes. Uh, and then Gene will have to be the referee. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. I think we will, uh, I think we'll do some smacking down and then in the end we'll come to some sort of agreement, which will be fun and it'll be very, very helpful. There's a whole ton of questions about this topic in, in, you know, our friends, Facebook group, lead gen scripture objections. So we'll, we'll bring in a couple of those, but first the evil ball ninja is here on the first episode of 2020 gene Volpe. What's up, man? What's up gentlemen. I am so happy to be back with you. Um, I missed you over the holidays. I would like to know how Greg caught herpes over the holidays. Is that, <laughs> is that what it is? You said he was under the weather. I just went and assumed. Is that not right? Wow. Dark hole. Good God. Now that's all that's all rumors brought spread. you some chlamydia. Oh, oh my no. gosh. Dude, all right. Jesus. Oh, well. I didn't see that one coming. And I usually can... Gene is coming out of the gate swinging. Good Lord. He's, he's the all right. bald ninja today. But no, I, yeah. I got like a cold or something that like. It just hung on like a like a pissed off cat. It's just it's just you know Jackie and I were both feeling like crap and just kind of stuck with us and we tried to work out and eat healthy and everything. But you know I guess a, a quart of vodka for breakfast isn't the best way to get over something. I who who would have known? Who would have hey, known? Hey, supposed to kill germs. It sounds like a solid plan. I could have burned it out, <laughs> burn the devil out with you, child. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so. Uh, there is a couple of questions. So Aurora in the lead gem description and objections group says, have you ever considered hiring someone to take care of your social media? Uh, Greg, there's someone that uh, is in your neck of the woods. Hey, top producers, which social media marketing company is amazing, ideally in the Bay Area? How much has it increased your business? Um, you know, Philippa is asking, who is your go-to social media ad person? Someone who's creating the ads, tweaking them to get the best results. Uh, this is, you know, Jessica, does, does anyone use a company for helping with social media ads that you'd recommend? Like, so th this is very much on people's minds. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I want to talk about it today. I would hire uh, evilballedninja.com. And, uh, <laughs> you know, Thanks, that would Gene, Gene, do you own that domain? I should. You should oh own God. that. If, if, go if Gene right. doesn't own evilballedninja.com, I'm going to buy it and put something terrible up there. <laughs> Gene better go to GoDaddy right now and buy that. Um, I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna run the risk and see what you come up with. <laughs> really? Okay. I'm gambling right. in 2020. Let's go. All right. Okay. So, Greg, let's start with you. So, first of all, let me ask you a couple of of closed-ended questions before we just get into opinion stuff. So, first of all, okay. what what do you consider your primary place where you want people to connect with you on social media? Good question. I'm glad you asked, Matt. Um, one of the things, Gene, you look so bored. You're sitting there with a hand on your face, like, 
Oh, this is going to be such a long, boring answer. Fuck. Why no, I don't think this show? so at all. I'm ready to hear it. Let's go. <laughs> so here's the thing. We all bought in hardcore with Facebook. Facebook Live, you know, that was like the, the, the new coming of Christ. But we've learned in 2019, getting ahead of myself, it's already a year ahead of us. Congratulations, 2021, guys. Mm. Um, but in, in 2019, we learned the fact that, like, Facebook Live is not where we're going to get a lot of eyeballs, right? And so I would have answered you a year ago. I would, I'm going to go balls deep with Facebook, and that's where I'm going to do my lives. I'm going to do all of my shit here. In actuality, I'm going to start doing more on YouTube because I'm going to create my own brand uh, for my real estate side there. And I'm going to start getting content and connect, doing three to five videos a week about just relevant, evergreen content that people could relate to. Um, and probably that and IG, you know, spending some time on Instagram and doing some uh, some longer stories there uh, as well as I've been playing around. I've been quite a stalker lately. Uh, and I've been on TikTok, and I think there's something there. You don't have to be a smoking hot chick to be on TikTok. I think there's a business play there. I just don't know what it is. And I want to hear from you guys on that one. I mean, I know it kind of took a left turn on you on that one, but this one kind of yeah, is my brain. That is way left turn. We'll have to bring on a specialist <laughs> to talk about that. That's I have no idea. I haven't looked at TikTok, TikTok a single time. It has no interest in me at all as of yet. That may change, but as of right now, I have I have no opinion because I don't I don't really know anything. Gene, have you tinkered around with it at all yet? Actually, yeah, I have. I just, you know, it's kind of funny that I created, I thought I created an account like last week because my kids were all doing it. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> and I go up and I'm like, hey, wait a minute, I have a video on here. And the vid there's a video of me and my daughter from like way back in April. So I must have created the account, did a video with my daughter, and the video is is extremely indicative of my thoughts on TikTok. It's basically me looking at me it's a song that's playing me looking at her and she's like, what the hell are you doing? It comes back to me and I'm like making faces like, I don't know what's going on here. So I feel like there's, I'm with Greg. There's a play. They're sure. I, I think there's going to be a play, but half of me says there's going to be a play. Cause I'm listening to the likes of Gary V and these other guys that are going, don't sleep on TikTok. It's going to be X, Y, and Z. The, the other half of me goes, I don't really know how many three second clip videos I can do where I'm lip syncing the stuff where if somebody's going to go like, yeah, dude, he's a really good lip syncer. I need to use him for his services. Like I can't quite get my head around that. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, okay. So, so I, I totally see that, but here's the thing. There's, there's a part and I don't, and I, there's a part of uh, TikTok that, um, like usually it's like chicks they are in their like lounging clothes, like in their dorms or whatever. And they have this certain song and then they jump and then they're all in their hoochie outfits, ready, you know, you know, showing off all their goods. But yeah. I was thinking, I'm like, hmm, what if you could do something? Gene's laughing his ass off. Well, I'm laughing because I'm – wait, wait. Because I'm seeing the same things, except the people I'm following are just in their regular clothes, and when they do that jump, they turn into sheriffs. It's all it's a bunch of things the, co the cops are doing, right? So he's yeah. following the hoochies. I'm following the law enforcement. See the difference? <laughs> I'm sure we got a priority straight. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so the thing is, like, what if you could do that jumpy thing, right? And it could be like a, a, a house that's like busted and then you jump and then bam, it's all tricked out and staged and looking really nice, right? I mean, or the yard's all busted and then like bam, it's all all clean and nice. I, I, I don't know, my, my mind's just moving on this thing. I just, I don't know, but you can't hire someone to do that. You've got to put the work in. I think that's gonna be the moral of the story. I mean, Gene, as good as you are, with the, the magical spells that you cast onto the internet world uh, of, of, of uh, marketing, I, there has to be an engagement level from the actual individual at some degree. You can't just magically poof 
and they're going to be, you know, TikTok famous, you know, unless you're. Well, no, there's so many elements to that, right? I mean, we we go through this all the time, especially with my clients. I'm learning more and more. And we talked about this in in way, 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 way back in 2019, where, you know, people don't want to see you and your flip in most cases, unless they're really looking for a flip. They want to be they want to be enticed and entertained by you. So mm-hmm. if I'm following Greg McDaniel's account or Matt Johnson's account, I want to know what they're doing on a regular basis. I don't really give a shit about the podcast unless I give a shit about the podcast. And what I mean by that is Matt's pursuing results. So like in other words, I don't really care that Matt produces podcasts until I need to know that he produces podcasts because I want one. In the, right. in the interim, why am I watching him, right? Because he's doing Maroon 5 videos. I was just going to make that joke. Oh, damn it. I beat you to it. I beat you to it. Listen, there are are worse compliments. Listen, it is worse compliments. Uh, Maybe before he did his whole Super Bowl performance without the shirt on, and then then the Adam Levine comparisons took a turn for the world. Listen, I see myself without a shirt on all the time. I would take that comparison (laughs) every single day. I'd take that comparison every day. But I digress. So, But I I think – you know, there's so there are a way. There's a way for you to capture numbers, and right, there's a vanity number, and there's a reality number. So right. let's just take Instagram for argument's sake. I love going on people's things, and they have 45 million followers, I, and I make a number up. It's crazy, right. right? But but then you you see them posting, and you see 13 likes, 21 comments. So what is it that you're going for? Are you going for that uh, that initial? wow, look how many followers he has, or wow, look how instrumental and how, how much of an authority he is in his space because people will just come out of the woodwork to interact on his social. I think there's value to Yeah, both let me give those. you an example of that real quick. I was, ta- I was talking to a client of mine. He has 5,000 followers approximately on Instagram, but he the last time he posted on Instagram, if I remember right, he was telling me like he just got he just he dipped his toe in a little bit and got a little bit more involved on Instagram for like a couple of weeks. And he had an inbox full of 500 plus DMs oh, from his yeah. following of questions about his expertise. He's in the, like the testosterone and, and biohacking optimization space. Uh-huh. 500 DMs. That is an engaged like that's the right that, that that's the right 5000 people now. You know, what I'm saying, like, w- would it look better to uh, to the outside world if he had five million followers? Absolutely. Is it hard to tell from the outside looking in how engaged somebody's audience is? Absolutely. But if you're the person who has the Instagram account, that's what you want. You want the five thousand people that are super engaged, super active, high level, influential on their own, super well connected and engaged, rather than five thousand people who are bots or even just five thousand people who are more casual and just don't really care like they forgot that they followed you you know so that like yeah there's a vanity metric and a real metric you bring up a really good point because there's other there's other levels to those metrics that you're talking about do they forget so let's Mm -hmm. really talk about you going out i have a lot of followers on my instagram account most of them are legit right because i know i've gotten things from other ways too but my my interaction rate is a lot lower than it is on facebook and part of the reason for that is that I'm not anywhere near as active with Instagram Live, Instagram TV, Instagram Stories, or Instagram my feed as I should be. I'm just focused on so many other things that it's that's just not in my wheelhouse for the most part. So part of the reason for my interaction and engagement being lower than it should be is because people don't see me all the time. 
and the algorithm is not serving me properly because I don't post all the time, right? Instagram wants to be there more often. They're going to reward the people that are there more often. I'm not. So that happens too. There's an element of do they forget I'm there and why do they care at that point? Nobody's seeking me, but if I'm mm-hmm. in their feed four times a day, sometimes they're forced to react. So here's a question uh, on that. You know, people always, you know, whenever I talk to people about real estate, you know, in the industry, they're always like, I just want to, you know, I just want to talk about real estate. I just want to do, I I don't want anyone to know that I'm a secret cat lover or that I'm a master chef or that I had a prior life and I was in a tech industry or whatever else. Then no one ever wants to blend that. Why do people not want to blend that together? It just baffles the fuck out of me. Why people go, hey, dude, you're a human being. You know what? I have I have insight into that. I think please look weigh in. Well, I have kids, right? And what? this was me five or six years ago. So I'll, let me give you let me give you a very specific reason. This was my world. I had a, a four year old and a one year old daughter mm-hmm. and a wife. And I think I know enough about data analytics and things that go online that if you really wanted to find me, you could find me based off mm-hmm. of pictures and certain things. Did you did you see? Excuse my language. Did you see Don't Fuck With Cats? Yes, I did, and it was freaking rough. Okay, so the the whole premise is that they go online and find this guy that tortured tortured and killed these cats. Right. And this Facebook group sprung up of these vigilantes that went after him Mm -hmm. only by watching what and where he posted online and figured out different areas he was in. Was he in Paris? Was he in Canada? And they narrowed it down and were able to actually help law enforcement through them watching him solely online, only Mm -hmm. online. So back in my former life, we used to own properties. And in a lot of cases, some of them were Section 8, some of them were like in in a little bit, uh, you know, dilapidated areas, let's say that. And we used to have to evict people and go to court battles with them all the time. And one of my things was, I don't really need one of my pissed off tenants showing up at my property and recognizing my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. Or my wife. So for me, it was back in 2010, it was an actual judgment for me to say, I'm not going to, if you go on Facebook right now, it's a huge joke, but I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm single. I might say I'm married on Facebook, but my wife and I are not friends and have never been. <laughs> and that sprung out of my initial decision business-wise to stay disconnected online, but it became such a joke through our community that I just left it like that. And it's still funny. That is funny, and I, but that brings up a good point. I mean, my sister, um, she is well. She's she and her husband own a construction company, but I mean, she just, she made a conscious decision not to post anything on Facebook uh, because she didn't want the creepers out there, you know, you know, creeping on her. So she just does Instagram, you know, to show her, you know, the pictures of her kiddos and everything else. But I guess I guess the distinguishing difference here is the fact that as real estate professionals, you have to be visible. And that's just, there's no way around this. If you're going to sell homes and buy properties, you've got to be visible. So, I mean, do you, do you, do you hire Gene Volpe uh, do, or do you go do it yourself? Uh, or, or is Let's there talk nice about that because I want to go deeper on something that Gene said. <clears throat> he said, Gene, Instagram is not doing you any favors on the algorithm because you're not as involved as you quote unquote should be. So I want to push back on that a little bit because... That, that, is, that is the downside of trying to be everywhere. It used to be when Twitter was growing and things like that, like when Grant Cardone wrote the, the, 10X, the 10X book, right? Yep. He, was, he was talking about posting you know, to Twitter 30 times a day. And all those were scheduled posts. 
right? Like he was not, he was not there. Like he was, they were loading up a bunch of content, scheduling it out and the, the following group. And that worked for a while. But now that we have Instagram, number one, and then Facebook learning the lessons of Instagram, number two, and then you have Snapchat, where everything is based off of what you're doing on your mobile device, and it's no longer about what you're doing on the desktop. And they keep, you know, sometimes they keep letting you schedule things, and then they'll pull back that ability. You know what I'm saying? They keep, they're not even sure whether they want you to be able to schedule things. Like half the time for the Facebook schedule post thing doesn't work right. Then they'll take away the ability for Hootsuite to post into your personal profile. Like they're constantly trying to figure out whether they even want you to be able to schedule something in advance. Because I think what they really want, what every social media platform wants, is they want you, the person, glued to this as much as possible. Mm -hmm. And they're going to reward that. Now, if you're a human being that wants to get any work done and make some money in life, you can't be on every platform to the same degree. So, Gene, you mentioned that you're not on Instagram as much as you should. I would push back on that, and I would say you're not on Instagram as much as you could, but I'm betting the people that hire you right now are primarily on Facebook, and Instagram is like a side bet for you to have a place there just in case Facebook tanks and you need to scramble and come up with something. So to me, there's kind of a hierarchy going on right now. And we're all looking at things like Instagram and TikTok going, hey, the question is, do I have a presence there? How much time do I devote to it? But I, you have to acknowledge that you can never devote as much time there to really give the platform what it wants from you for them to promote you a ton to a bunch of people for free. You can really only put that much time that the algorithm wants into one platform at a time if you're a normal business person. So right now, for most people, that's still Facebook, and, and it is for me, right? So I have to make some decisions around where I put my time. So you just said a, hu a couple huge things. Like, I don't disagree with anything you said. Number one, you said for free. This th that, that exact concept is the reason why these social media guys are pulling the right, the ability to use Hootsuite and these things and what can go into your thing and how come in Instagram you can't click a link in the post but you can click it in the bio and people are hacking and working around. The other thing you said, which I thought was important, is these, and I just I want to qualify this a little further, is these places like Facebook want you more on your mobile device. I, I want to qualify that by saying they don't just want you on their mobile device. They want you on their on your mobile device with their app open 100% of the time. Oh yeah, 100%. Right. So it's not one, it's one thing to be on your phone, but Facebook doesn't have the ability to send you ads while I'm on a phone call or I'm on Twitter. So they want you in the Facebook app. So just to be mm -hmm. real clear, now let's talk about what. Why would Matt Johnson now make a hard move to TikTok, knowing that most of his business comes through Facebook? Right. He wouldn't, well, right? No, I wouldn't. Well, right. That's audience. You, you have to look at your audiences as well. I mean, TikTok and is where, a much and where they audience. And where they want you, right? And where they right. want you. So, yep. Greg, if all your buyers are coming from LinkedIn and somebody comes to you and says, dude, you got to be on YouTube, you, get, you would go, all right, I'll get on YouTube, but I'm focusing all my time on LinkedIn right now because that's what's buttering the bread. Yep. 100%. And, it, that, and that's why I say there's a future play with TikTok. I'm not sure that it's 100% there now, uh, just because of the fact that um, it's a younger generation. So if you want to get in front of the, the probably people around your daughter's ages, honestly, um, or, you know, there's a variety pack there. Uh, but people also thought that, you know, uh, Instagram was going to be like, ah, it's just for pretty photos. Now it's like, fuck, dude, you got to be on Instagram, you know, to be in front of more of a population. So it's just, I guess, it's gauging where you spend your time. Where's your audience coming from today? 
and then migrating as time moves, but also at the exact same time, you've got to be forward thinking, got to go where the puck is, you know, not where it is, where it's going to be, not where it is right now. So is TikTok, you know, the next Instagram? Is it next, the next platform where people are going to be, you know, watching? Because our, our dude, our, our ability to concentrate is less than a goldfish. We all know this. So with TikTok, you watch, what, maybe 30-second videos? I don't know how long the videos are on TikTok. But I mean, is that is that where we need to focus our marketing? Do we need to go to shorter form, hard hitting content, or just in you know bouncing around like a bunch of bimbos? I mean, I, I mean, where so, is the marketing well, going? You you said something. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to put this in different terms. If you if you knew that all of your top tier A A people relationships were coming from your church, right? I'm, and a, let's assume in a, in a crazy <clears throat> fantasy land that you go to church. If they were coming to your church, would you then go spend 60% of your time during the week at the supermarket down the street, or would you figure out how to become the minister? Well, you'd become the minister, of course. Right? And this is exactly what we're doing on any – like, I think the shiny object syndrome always catches us. Everybody's talking right now, get on TikTok, get on – oh, my God, TikTok, all these things, right? Everybody goes, oh, let's look at TikTok. While, in in effect, nobody would give a shit about TikTok if if 90 grand a month was coming through their Facebook page. No. don't get sidetracked by the shiny object. Focus now. And if you find out by messing around on the side with TikTok that you're generating crazy leads from there, then it might be time to double down on TikTok and figure out how to use it and become the minister of TikTok. But in the meantime, play play with where your audience wants you. And and I think everybody that watches this show, and I know the three of us, all of us, if I said to you, where does eighty percent of your business come from, you'd be able to tell me. Yeah. Online, I mean, right? You would know yeah. that it's Face, not yeah. Facebook, interest, right? Yep. Yeah, well, here's, here's the other thing. I mean, it, would you guys agree or disagree that the fact that video is here to stay? Do you think that's good? Do you think it's going to be going anywhere in, in the near future? Do you think it's going to go away? Nope. Uh, I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but I don't think it's going to replace everything else as, I guess, as, as the prediction seemed to imply. Does that make sense? Because it's so easy to plunk out a, you know, a simple text post and people are still so like people over 30 for the most part tend to not want to just hop on and do video. Now, granted, that's changing as the demographics change. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, like video is something. A simple text post, like a text that you throw up on on social media is still a relative nothing by comparison. And it's still super easy to consume and it starts conversations. Videos don't start conversations except for within the video. So that, to me, I'm always kind of keeping an eye on that going, you know, looking at what starts the most conversations on a social platform. Like it's rarely the video that gets a ton of comments. It's the text post that's very, very short and simple and easy to read at a glance and get somebody to comment where they have to exert almost little to no thought. It's, it's nothing for them to interact. A video takes something like you got to be able to hear the audio. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense, Gene? It, it does, but can I want to I want to argue with you for a second? Yeah, sure. Because you, you you know my my thing has always been the content chop up, right? This is where we got the mm-hmm. bald ninja thing from. Mm-hmm. I don't not, nothing like nothing gives you the the uh, versatility like video does. So what I mean by that is yes, if you're if you write if you're a writer and you write a blog, that's super, but you can't cut that into a video. If you right. if you do a video, you can add subtitles to it. You can make it a podcast and audio only. You can have somebody rip off. You know what? They got these rev.com and these trinket or whatever the hell these sites are. Otter. They'll actually mm-hmm. listen. Yeah, they'll listen to your video and transcribe it into, into text. 
And so you can still make the blog, and you can type out, cut out pieces of the video. If it's a four-minute video, you can cut out little pieces in 30-second segments and create audio clips out of that. So the versatility of video, I think, is the most powerful piece, but I do agree with your premise that it's not going to replace everything. But what I, wanted, what I would rather do is give Matt Johnson all forms of that information and then let you pick what you want to do. I can't watch it in my in my car right now. I can't watch it, but I can listen to it on podcast. Well, it's there for you on podcast. So go ahead and rip that down. In the meantime, when you're home sitting in, in when you're in your Uber, then you can watch the YouTube video. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, okay, so, uh, and, so, I, and I agree. <clears throat> so this is the reason why I asked that question. It's <clears throat> to the fact of you know it, if I was to spend time anywhere, I think Gene, you just nailed this point. You know, home is the fact I would spend time building a YouTube channel getting the best I could possibly be at building a YouTube channel, give, give, giving it over to someone like you, have you rip it apart and put, post it all over the place in different formats so you become omnipresent. And you can't hire a company to do that. That has to be you, because you have to be your brand. You, you know, Matt can't be my brand, Gene can't be my brand. I mean, I have to be my brand. And so I guess- Yeah, that, well, that, and that's the point that I wanna talk about, because that, that, that's what all of my clients want, and I think that's what a lot of our listeners want. We want to be omnipresent. And to me, that that chase to be omnipresent is the mistake, at least in this environment. Now, it wasn't five years ago when you could throw a bunch of stuff that was pre-scheduled on Twitter and the inner Twitter following group. Two years Like ago. when you talk about being omnipresent, that assumes that you have like your you, that, that you have like the same audience on all these different platforms and you don't. Right. The audience that you have on any one platform is a product of you being engaged and active there. And then when you try to take the content and slice and dice and put it on all these platforms, you don't end up actually being omnipresent because none of those other platforms get all of your time and attention. So none of those other ones really grow. And a social media agency can't do the engaging for you the way that you can. They can they can try, you know, they, they can try. And, and Greg, you've got someone that helps your Instagram following grow. I have a client who was, who was having very good luck growing their Instagram following, at least by numbers, by numbers on Instagram, right? By paying somebody else to grow their following. But she's not active there. She's active on Facebook. So she has a community of 40,000 people on Facebook. She has 8,000 followers on Instagram. That's not being omnipresent. That's having another channel that you're hoping to reach some of the same people and you're giving people an alternative, but you just have to understand, like everybody thinks that being omnipresent means you get on all these channels and as long as you put the same content, you'll end up reaching like the same numbers of people and you'll be quote unquote omnipresent. It never works out that way. You have one place where you're primarily active and then everything else ends up taking a massive backseat. And you can't make up for that by just throwing money at the problem. I think it also comes down to knowing the different platforms and how to speak on them. I mean, on LinkedIn, you're not gonna be like, woo, I went Bodie and did keg stands. Okay, that's the wrong content. That's for Facebook. <laughs> that's you know, right. that's Greg's LinkedIn stream on <laughs> keg stands. On, First of all, it was a keg flip. Very difficult. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if you're going to talk short form, you know, you can go to Instagram and do some do some videos there, sixty seconds. You know, be be seen there. Facebook, you can talk about the past because Facebook is all about you know Facebook's everything that happened. You know, it already took place, right? And what was it? I think Instagram is like now, and then Pinterest is the future because you're always pinning what you feel, what you what you want in the future. You know oh, these different these different uh, platforms have different different languages. And so, how many languages do you want to speak? And how many do you really need to speak? I mean, do you want to speak LinkedIn? Do you want to speak Instagram? Do you want to speak TikTok? Do you want to speak Facebook? But 
I think you're right on that. You, the, you can't be, you know, one one cut and you serve it up to all the platforms. You've got to speak that language of that platform. Otherwise, people won't respond to you. Yeah, so, exactly. Gina, what do you see with that on your side uh, in regards to uh, chopping it up and getting getting it out there? How do you how do you bridge that gap uh, for your clients to speak the language of the, of the platform? Well, we we do it um, we do it for them basically. So you know, for with the Instagram stuff, we can put a full video up for IGTV, or we can cut it into fifty nine or less second segments, and the rest of it is to watch the insights. So if I throw up a four, I'm I'm a big fan of throwing shit at the wall and see if it sticks. So Matt's clientele and get micro famous is going to be a little bit different than mine and get exposed. So they might like his four minute videos where mine, like, hey, like, get exposed where, and become micro famous <laughs> or your micro famous became, got exposed. <laughs> <laughs> That's, Matt, we should think about a partnership. Um, yeah. Would you rather be micro famous or exposed one or the other? Or both. So, uh, but 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 the people in his in his circle might be more inclined to accept a five minute video from him, whereas mine only want thirty four seconds and they're out. And the only way we really know that is by watching what happens. I mean, you know, if I put out a one minute video and one hundred percent of the people watch it for one hundred percent of the time, that's telling me I have a little bit of flex. I can play. Maybe they want a little bit more from me. Next time, try two minutes. Fifty percent of them drop off at a minute and ten seconds. I have an idea. So there's the, the analytics are there to be able to figure that out. I'm less like two years ago they used to say. YouTube is for your 12-minute and 17-minute videos, and Facebook is for your one- to two-minute videos. I don't necessarily subscribe to that because my sister, it's part of my circle, might love my 48-minute videos on Facebook. That goes against what the stats are telling me, but the stats don't dictate. Like, I always say this, what do you care about what somebody wants in Nebraska if that's not your client base or your audience? So who cares where they're, they're pulling this data out of Iowa, Wyoming, and Nebraska telling you your video should be three minutes and 17 seconds? That's not how it works. Your video should be as long as your people are telling you they want it to be while they're watching. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point. It's yeah. a good point. Yeah, and that's part of the experimentation process of figuring out what works on every platform, which is part of why it's hard nowadays, I think, to grow a channel or a platform from scratch to where you have real authentic engagement because it does. It takes that kind of experimentation or it takes paying someone like Gene to give you the insights so that you can shortcut that a little bit. So, Gene, if somebody pays you and says, you know, I want to get active on Instagram, for example, can you help me? You can absolutely help them. That doesn't mean you can do everything for them. And that's unfortunately, we have a lot of that going around. You cannot pay a social media company to do it for you. There's a lot of social media agency company can do to help you. But, yeah, the, the fool's gold to me is the idea that you can fork over an undisclosed sum in a silver metallic briefcase and somebody can walk away with it and go, great. You're going to have, I'm going to grow your Facebook following to X within the next number of months. And they're actually people that you'd actually want to have follow you that would buy stuff from you. Right. Without yeah, your involvement. I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head. Um, yeah, I mean, I got a million, a million thoughts going through my head for that. But, yeah, yeah you shouldn't. I mean, and here's why I love this business. I always used to say I'm the king of justification. Like, there's no right or wrong answer. Like, when people ask me, like, are you going to be able to help me? I mean, I, I think I can. I can help you get certainly more exposure online, but I, that's a loaded question when I don't know who you are, when I don't know how much work you're willing to put in on your end, when I don't know how active your circle is. I've, mm -hmm. I've dealt with people before where uh, both sides, one side is I think they're the most magnetic person in the world, and I'm like, why wouldn't people want to listen to what this guy has to say? He's got 25,000 followers. This is going to be cake, and then you put stuff up, and you all you hear is crickets. 
yep. for some reason that circle is just they they prefer they they prefer to watch as opposed to engage. I can't change that, right? And then the flip side is I go, how does this idiot put his shoes on in the morning and he's got 118 followers, but every time he posts something, 4,800 people come out of the woodwork, and I'm like, I don't get what the draw is, but. <laughs> you know, I, I'm obviously, yeah. I'm making up crazy numbers, but you get the point is that yeah. there's so many variables to the, to the answer that, that I almost feel like I'm a huckster. Like people are like, can you, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know yet. We, I can't really tell you until we sit down and I know what your audience is. What's your, what's mm -hmm. your gauge? What are you hoping to do? What's your audience? Well, like what, what's your, what, what kind of assets do you have already in the, in the can? What are we going to create? How much time? I mean, we could go on for days. I just don't know the answer. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Well, well, I mean, well, and that's be that's that's a social media owner that like to me when I hear that from Eugene, that's you being honest. Right. There, there are a lot of social media agencies that are not, and will tell people what they want to hear. So my buddy Marty ahead, just chimed in. He's he's got his own digital agency. Those guys do a great job, and he said partner with an agency who actually knows what they're doing and can prove it. So stuff, I think references and testimonials are a good thing. Yeah, I agree. Right. Yeah, Greg, you were saying. Oh, I don't know. I was just going to probably make some dumb comment. Uh, <laughs> hey, you said it. I didn't. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you know, and, and I guess you got to, yeah, I guess it comes down to this. How much stock are you putting in, into social media? Is it where you're, like you said earlier in the show, is that where you're getting your business? And Gene, to your point, and you know, do you want to be the pastor or do you want to be an attendee? You know, when it comes down to building your church or building your tribe or building your following. I mean, are, are do you like Facebook? If don't, then don't do it. I mean, you have some sort of presence on it, um, but I would say do it, do what you like the most. So for me, I, I'm just a horrible fucking writer. I mean, I, it looks like a three-year-old with a crayon, you know, broke out of jail and started writing shit down. Okay, run on sentences, misspellings, all you, you name it, and it's bad. And it's, that's what I do. Actually, my girlfriend yells at me all the time. She's like, "God damn it, Greg, you gotta watch what you post. You look like stupid." I'm like, "Shut up, man! I already know I feel stupid." So I wouldn't ever rely on doing like a written post for myself. Matt is just shaking his head. <laughs> just dying. <laughs> God. And tell your girl, do I need to send your girlfriend a card that says lay off of Greg, for God's sake? <laughs> Good Lord. Off. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in all honesty, I, I'm not a writer. I'm never going to be a writer. I'm not going to try to be a writer. But I sure as shit can do video. And so I'm going to double down on, the, on that aspect. So if you guys want to, if you think you have a face for radio, and you don't want to do video? Okay, fine. You got to do something. You know, get out there and be visible in your arena. And, I mean, for Gene and Matt, for people that are just getting into this, where would you say would be the easiest place for someone to dip their big fat toe into the social media thing and start gaining a following of their peers? Where would, where would you, where'd you send them? Gene, I'll let you go first. Oh, Facebook. Pornhub? Facebook. Pornhub, definitely. Hey, there's some there's some authentic conversations <laughs> taking place, but I don't want to be a part of them. Hey, um, I'm just there for the articles, okay? Yeah. Did just somebody order articles. a pizza? Yeah. <laughs> 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 All right, and I would also agree, Facebook for sure, but I would challenge people to start with not trying to build a following, especially if you don't have one. If if you have a a circle of influence, a you know friends, family, past clients, yada yada yada. I wouldn't even start with trying to build a following and think about it in those terms. Think about it in terms of who are the people that you want to work with and how can you message them directly to touch base and see how they're doing. Like it starts there. And I think about this with my agency too. You know, yeah. who are the people that can refer me? 
How, how, when was the last time I talked to them? Oh, well, it's been a while. Well, great. Well, maybe I should message them or send them a thank you card. You know, like that, to me, that's the, that's the highest use of our time on social media is using it to actually talk to people. Then the putting out content and building an audience is secondary to that. Well, it's, it's, it's first off, it's a connection. Make, make connections, then get the following, then get the audience, then get the referrals. If, yeah, because fa like Facebook is getting free. smart. They're watching that stuff. I mean, Gene, you know this. They're, they're watching... They're watching your engagement. They're watching what you do in your in your messenger and your in your Instagram DMs. Like they know if you're putting out content, and nobody's engaging and nobody's messaging you. Guess what? Your content gets slammed. Yeah. No. No. You're a thousand percent right. And I think going back to what you what Greg was saying too. Unfortunately, it's a slower process. But the more organic and the more real you grow your your base with, the better the results are going to be when you get knee deep. Exactly. And at, at, at the end of the day, if it doesn't generate sales, then what the hell is the point? That's one of the things. I mean, actually, that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. that's one of the things I actually thought. I'm thinking about this year, is that I've done so much stuff for free for so many years that it, and I made a decision in 2020. If it does doesn't generate some sort of revenue or future revenue, I got to cut it out of my life. And I think that's a. I think you know I I fell into this trap just like a lot of people did. You fell into like, hey, I want to be you know air quotes famous or I want to be notable. Or, I want to be fill in the blank, right? Um, but then you get caught up in doing stuff that, that is serving your ego versus serving your overall bottom line. And I think there's a way to blend both of those together, um, but you gotta be careful on not letting your ego get out of control. I know for a while there, I mean, I, I was ego-driven, man, 100%, I'll own that one. I mean, it was something that I, that I'm not saying I don't have an ego, we all have egos to some degree, but my, what I'm saying is like, you got to think of your family, you got to think of your business, you got to think of your goals, you got to think of all this stuff. Instead of being, you know, you know, famous in one arena or whatever else, make sure that you're famous to your bank account. That's where I'd be. I'd much rather be famous to my banker. Uh, hey, Mr. McDaniel, you're in here again. Yes. <laughs> Let's do an Instagram. It's good. Yeah. good. Be famous to your banker. I like it. Well, and, and like Seth Godin said, I, I read his book, This is Marketing. Um, and he said, look, if you're a, if you're most business owners, service providers, entrepreneurs, salespeople, whatever, if you're famous to the right 5,000 people, you'll never need any more than that. And he's right about that. That everybody is famous right now to about 1,500 people. Some are famous to about 3,000. That's a unique thing in human history. He said at some point that won't be a big deal, but if you can build it so that you're famous to the right 5,000 people, you'll never need anyone else. And that to me, that's what it means to be micro-famous. It's figuring out who are the right people and stop chasing the numbers just for the numbers sake. That's like that's that. my two cents on that. So, all right. So let's wrap things up. Gene, that's the best way to get exposed. How to what's what's the one nine hundred number you call to get a hold of Gene? One eight hundred GeneVolpe dot com. GeneVolpe dot com. It's all my infos there, like we usually do. Next week I might have something different. I'm a different way for you to contact me, but I didn't run Ooh. that past you boys before we talked tonight, so I'm going to keep it hidden for now. Oh, you're but, interesting. Um, you're all right, Gene. Gene's going full on TikTok. <laughs> That's right. He's doing. He's doing. He's doing different slices of Copacabana. Oh Jesus! Don't tempt me. That. Do not tempt me. I just see this in my mind. Barry Manilow. Yeah, Barry Manilow's greatest hits on TikTok with Gene Volpe. All right, Greg. What's the best now. way to connect with you? <laughs> Pornhub, man. Go check out my new channel. I'll blow you away. Um, guys, honestly, <laughs> just go ahead and go to. Uh, uh, you know what? Fuck it. It's 2020. I'm going to this whole year in 2020, I'm going to give up my cell phone number. It's 402-192-8845. No, it's not. That's math number. Um, but guys, if you guys want to do, um, 
if you want to talk about EXP, you want to talk about anything I can do to help you when it comes to uh, real estate and scripting or anything like that, uh, just give me a call. Uh, 925-915-1978 is my cell phone. And yes, it does work. It is my real number. Uh, and I will pick up the phone. That's the most amazing part about it. So, and then Matt, if people are going to learn, get into podcasting, if they want to mic down, you know, get the micro famous book, if they want snuggles and uh, home cooked cookies, uh, how do they get a hold of you? Well, the snuggles, snuggles and home-cooked cookies are, uh, are a very limited time offer. You have to get my private cell phone number for that. Uh, go check out the MicroFamous Podcast, um, microfamouspodcast.com. You can go get into the MicroFamous Facebook group at microfamousgroup.com. So that's for uh, anyone in the audience who wants to take the next step and you want to start teaching, training, and leading people. So if you want to get into business coaching, consulting, writing books, speaking at events, stuff like that, uh, that's what MicroFamous is all about. It's becoming famous to the right 5,000 people that will turn around and buy coaching consulting from you. Uh, we just released an episode of the podcast with David Finkel, who is the co-author of Scale, one of my all-time most recommended books. It's his second appearance on the show. We talked about uh, how to apply the freedom formula in your business, so check that out. That's at microfamouspodcast.com. Oh, well, that sounds fan-dibbly-dastic. Hmm, well, the first show is in the books, ladies. Um, Matt? You know what you need to do right now. Well, as as most thing most things with social media comes down to envy. So let's go with a nice green bow that we wrap upon this episode today. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, green with envy uh, color on the bow, guys, for the show. Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for listening. We love you. We appreciate you. And we cannot wait to get more time with you. If you guys have a guest that we should probably interview, reach out to me on a DM. And we will look forward to getting them on the show. But until next time, peace out, ninjas. We're gone.